one, you better be there. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Join me weeknights from 9 to midnight on KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back, KWTO. I was driving through Mississippi yesterday afternoon when Donald Trump's latest indictment got handed down. And of course, I immediately was like, you know what? There's only one person I know. It's going to be able to explain this indictment and, and really both the legal impact and the political impact. It's the guy who has done it the last two times they've been indicted, who's been on. I've lost count of the number of shows he's been on. Will Shar, former federal prosecutor, welcome back to the show. Great to be with you, Elijah. Thanks so much for having me. I don't know why you've become the guy that really uh, can explain this to a layman, what each count means, what, why they're, they're weak or they're strong. Walk us through this four-count indictment against uh, President Trump. Yeah, so as you said, Elijah, yesterday, uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith uh, filed another indictment, this time in uh, District Court in Washington, D.C. This is stuff that relates to the election challenges in 2020 and and the January 6th uh, series of events. Uh, As you said, there are four counts. Uh, Three of them are conspiracy counts. Uh, one charges that uh, President Trump uh, interfered with uh, with a governmental proceeding, uh, namely the counting of electoral votes. The long and short of it is that Jack Smith is trying to criminalize uh, free speech, criminalize protected political speech, is trying to uh, turn taking uh, possibly bad legal advice into criminal conspiracy. Uh, I think that if this if this indictment, if this case were being tried, were being uh, prosecuted in front of a fair court, in front of a fair jury, it uh, wouldn't see the light of day. It wouldn't have legs to stand on. But as we've seen time and time again, there's one set of rules and then there's another set of rules for President Trump. And in a D.C. courtroom, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a home court jury for Jack Smith. And that's a very scary thought. I mentioned this in the first hour. I feel like Jack Smith watched what, you know, okay, an indictment in Florida, you're probably getting a more conservative uh, jury pool. Uh, we want to pick a, we want to pick a judge. They picked a judge in the DC circuit that, that seems to be, you know, an Obama appointee who's been pretty hard on the J6 defendants. Um, it seems like everything's sort of coming together uh, to, 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 in their minds, guarantee a successful conviction of what appears to be somewhat of a stretch for an indictment. Yeah, so a couple things there. Uh, first of all, the Florida documents case is obviously not proceeding as Jack Smith would have liked. He thought he was going to be able to ram that case through the courts, get a quick trial. Uh, the judge, Eileen Cannon, who's an outstanding judge, just hasn't been willing to play along with him. Uh, she wants this to be a fair and open proceeding, give Trump's defense lawyers a chance to defend him, She's ruled against both parties, you know, as the law would as the law would dictate. She hasn't given everyone or anyone everything that they want. Uh, but so far, Jack Smith's hopes of just uh, hanging President Trump on that documents case, it's it just it's not working out for him. 
So we saw what we saw yesterday, which is a day after the Devin Archer revelations, a day after kind of the noose tightened on Joe Biden in terms of his family's foreign influence peddling operations. He brings this new case. There's nothing new in here. All of the facts have been aired publicly before. President Trump was impeached and then acquitted uh, of the, the conduct, really, that underlies this whole thing. But as you said, they're in front of a D.C. District Court judge, Tanya Chutkin. She's been very unfair to January 6th defendants. She actually used to be at the same law firm as Hunter Biden, Boyce Schiller. She's contributed to Democrats before. She's an Obama appointee. Uh, she's said very negative things publicly about President Trump. It's, uh, it's not the judge you would want overseeing this case if you care about the rule of law and if you care about justice being done. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the, the timeline on this, because that's what everybody's trying to figure out is, okay, are we going to be in the middle of trials, in the middle of an election cycle? We've never gone through something like that before. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's the same as with that documents case that Jack Smith stood up in front of the American people yesterday, demanded a speedy trial, said that this thing needed to move quickly. There is no reason why this case needed to be brought now, as opposed to a year and a half earlier or two years later. There's no reason why this has to be prosecuted at the height of a presidential election. But that's, that's Jack Smith's plan. And when President Trump says, that this constant drumbeat of litigation against them, of lawfare against them, is really it's election interference. I think there's a lot of truth to that, that the point of bringing these charges now, it appears almost perfectly timed to interfere with the presidential election just as it gets going. We don't have a scheduling order yet. We don't know when this case is going to be set for hearings and for any eventual trial. But there are real legal issues here that, you know, could very easily end up in front of the Supreme Court. I think this is going to be a, a long, hard-fought slog, and I think Jack Smith's idea that he's going to be able to throw President Trump in prison in a couple months, that's just not reality. And I, in some respects, I think he's gaslighting America with those kinds of comments. Will, we, we talked a little bit earlier in the show, Jack Smith was, was involved in the prosecution of the Virginia governor, got reversed at the U.S. Supreme Court, I think, nine zip, and they said, no, you, you, you overstretch your authority. Why is he the one that they picked to go after President Trump? Yeah, I mean, that's the million-dollar question, Elijah. The, the Department of Justice has thousands and thousands of lawyers, and they picked Jack Smith, who was previously over in the Netherlands prosecuting, I think, some guy from Kosovo. Uh, they plucked this guy out of there, put him in here, uh, his most famous case, as you said, is this Bob McDonald prosecution, where they used a wildly overbroad interpretation of federal statutes to bring a prosecution against a popular Republican governor, ruined the guy's life, ruined the guy's political career. It made it up to the Supreme Court, and, and every one of the convictions was reversed unanimously. I mean, the liberal justices, along with more conservative justices, they all agreed that Jack Smith had wildly overstepped his authority. And we're seeing something similar here, where he's using statutes in a way that they've never been used before. His legal theories, I don't think, are going to survive a, a serious legal challenge, either at the appellate court level or in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, this indictment should have never been brought, and, and I, I hope we get justice on it. Give us, a, you know, we've got, 
three separate indictments, one from Alvin Bragg, one down in Florida, one now in, in D.C. Um, which or which one do you think goes to trial? For, like, I feel like we're just going to be sitting here in the next presidential race and sandwiched between caucuses and primaries. We're going to be playing whack-a-mole with trials. Which one's scheduled to go first or are any of them scheduled? Yeah, so I, I think the Alvin Bragg indictment in New York, uh, which is a crazy indictment, he's trying to turn into, uh, you know, a, a state offense, uh, basically uh, business record-keeping violations, and that's another one that should have never been brought. It was truly banana republic stuff. I think that one's probably going to go to trial first. Uh, that's, uh, I would say, the least important of all of these, though. Uh, the case in Florida right now is, is set for next spring, uh, my guess is just in light of the voluminous discovery, in light of the legal issues that still need to be litigated, I'd be surprised if that actually goes to trial before the election. The concerning thing is this D.C. case, that they're in front of an unfavorable judge who might just try to cram it down on President Trump's defense team, uh, and, and we could potentially be in federal court in D.C., uh, maybe not as, as votes are being cast and counted, but shortly before that, certainly. And that's, uh, that's really worrying. That's not the way politics, that's not the way the law is supposed to work in America. Now, for people that ask what makes Will Scharf an expert, give us your background on, on how you know all this, uh, your, your legal background. Sure. So, Elijah, I, I was a federal prosecutor in St. Louis. I prosecuted violent crime in the U.S. Attorney's Office in St. Louis. During the Trump administration, I worked on judicial nominations and confirmations. I helped vet judges all over the country. Uh, I worked on the confirmations of Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, I started speaking up on this Trump stuff because I think a lot of lawyers are scared to engage, that they think it's easier just to keep their head down and not point out the legal irregularities uh, with this campaign of legal harassment aimed at President Trump. And I decided to start speaking up, and folks have told me that uh, that they appreciate you know the, the takes that I've, I've had so far, so I think I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, to me, it's not about whether you like President Trump or not. It's not about whether you're a Republican or Democrat. It's about the rule of law. It's about our system of justice. And Jack Smith and, and Merrick Garland, his boss, the attorney general, are doing serious violence uh, to the rule of law in this country. And I think it's incumbent on all of us to stand up and fight against it. On top of that, on top of, of, of your background as a federal prosecutor and on top of your uh, loaning your legal skill to 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 sort of opine on on these nominations you're also in the process of running for attorney general of the state of missouri walk us through that campaign yeah you know elijah we were down in the OSHA last night at the at the watermelon feed great event with uh with some great conservatives uh people are really fired up about everything that's happening to president trump about the Biden administration uh, just totally mismanaging this country, mismanaging the, the world, really, when you think about uh, everything going on abroad. Uh, Biden's, you know, corruption with Hunter Biden. I mean, these are the issues that conservative voters all over the state are talking about. Uh, and we're having a lot of fun. We've gotten all over the place, put a lot of miles on my, on my truck. And, uh, and so far, things are going really well. What, what in your mind, what are the big issues facing the state of Missouri from the perspective of the attorney general? What, what do you see as uh, next year we're going to be doing this and that? You know, I think for all of the statewide office holders, really for state government in general, uh, people are really angry. Conservatives are really angry that we have 
total Republican control in this state, Republican supermajorities, every statewide office holders are Republican. But we're really not getting red state results the way that uh, the way that other states like Florida and Tennessee and, and Texas have. I think people are really concerned with our schools and our libraries, uh, with the encroachment of, of leftist theories, critical race theory, radical gender ideology, uh, really starting to affect our state's children. Uh, I think people are concerned with, you know, things like the state budget, the fact that the state budget has doubled in the last five years under Republican control. I mean, these aren't the conservative principles that we think we're getting when we vote for Republicans every year. And I think people are ready for a change. From the perspective of the AG's office, we're laser focused on education issues. I've said that if elected, we're going to investigate the State Department of Education, DESI. We're going to investigate school districts and hold their feet to the fire when they're violating state law. I think crime in our big cities is a huge issue, uh, particularly St. Louis and Kansas City, but really all over the state. Uh, we've heard from people that you know human trafficking and drug trafficking are increasingly a concern uh, in, in all kinds of communities, everywhere from the boot heel that last night down in Neosha, a lot of folks were, were concerned about exactly those sorts of issues. Uh, so we're getting around, we're talking to people, and I think we have a compelling case to make. Will, as we do every day, we finish up with two questions. First is our question of the day. If you need help, it's, it's a potentially a multiple choice question of the day. Question of the day today, who's your favorite actor who's played Batman? My favorite actor who's played Batman um, I, you know, I've got to go with Christian Bale. I think the Dark Knight and actually the third movie in that series, Dark Knight Rises, uh, were really, uh, really well done, really interesting movies. There's a political dynamic to that third movie, which I think is actually in line with conservative values in terms of uh, the rule of law and law and order. So, yeah, I'll go with Christian Bale. Love it. Love it. Finally, if people want to follow along with the work that you do, uh, your campaign for attorney general or just watch the uh Watch the retweets when you break down these indictments. How do they follow you on social media? Yeah, you can follow us on really all social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Truth Social, at Will Sharp. That's W-I-L-L-S-C-H-A-R-F. Or you can just uh, check out our website at votesharp.com. Will, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Elijah. Great to be with you. That was Will Sharp. Listen, I don't, I don't like to recommend or tell people who they should support but that guy is a sharp lawyer he'd make a dang good attorney general of the state of missouri all right we're coming back joel cannon what the hell are they doing with our money in washington dc stick around we'll be right back there's a man next to you with a killer view of new york and somehow you managed to get me talking too much yeah there's a rhythm yeah, there's a feeling oh, We've been kicking these words around too long I had a feeling we were close to something Bag a deep breath under a baseball cap A one-way ticket to a heart attack This is what's happening. Russian mercenaries ending their march toward Moscow. Confirmation that COVID-19 likely escaped from the Wuhan lab. Look at the overall 